set. Hello? Can anyone around here speak basketball? It's the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. Somebody stop me. Oh, you know what okay. I mean? Yeah, <laughs> a little, a little, uh, <laughs> little Jim Carrey, you know? Um, how's it going, Matt? You doing good? I'm doing great. We're in the off-season now, our first off-season special That's of the right. uh, summer. Of the summer. How do you so- feel? You ready? I'm ready. We got a breaking news podcast. It is, yeah. It's a hot day. Yeah. It's a hot time. You know, I just uh, I just did a voice audition. Nice. It's, it's, it was huge. Yeah, man. I got I got to work on my enunciation big time. Can I ask you, know? you a question? Sure. Was it for the Animaniacs? And was your line? Hello, nurse. Whoa. Whoa. Sorry. I, I, I said, oh, and opened my mouth so wide that I think I peaked the mic. Yeah. But um, yes, yeah, it was. I booked it. And um, yeah, yeah, they're going to send me checks forever is what they said. So. Whoa. Um, but uh, let's, get, let's get rolling on our uh, guests. We got, uh, we got some two return buddies, both hilarious, uh, both massive basketball fans. Let's start with the guy who's on the phone. Uh, you've already heard. He's somewhere over a, a body of water, maybe Lake Huron, maybe Lake Superior. One of those two, I think. Um, yes, I'm yeah. doing Royal Caribbean. I'm doing comedy. I'm doing stand-up comedy on the Royal Caribbean cr- cruise on Lake Huron. Beautiful, uh, special, <laughs> folks. Very if, excited. If you're at home, uh, you probably already know this guy. You probably love this guy. Uh, give it up for Graham K. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. I'm actually in uh, Nassau, Bahamas right now. Ooh. I like this. That's very Bahamian <laughs> music you're playing for me. How'd you like? Is that is that is that what the folks uh, on Lake Huron listen to, or? Yeah, well, yeah, Grammy. I guess it, it's it's like Bahamian music. Uh, if it was reinterpreted by Kenny G, yeah, and that's fun. That's fair, Graham. Yeah. Graham, I will just say the last time you were on the pod was our last. Uh, off-season special before the season began. Yes. And we, for some reason, we have more listens on your episode than, like... For some reason, like this guy's... Like, over 3,000. This, this guy's the king of Lake Huron. What do you mean, some Is reason? Is that the New York reach? Yeah, is it? <laughs> Buddy, this guy is... This guy knows every major lake, okay? In the world. Oh. I don't. He's, uh... he's cruised on all of them. <laughs> Uh, he, he drives his PT cruiser right into the lake. Oh, tells nice. a couple PT jokes. Yeah. Um, wait. So where where are you actually right now? <laughs> I told you I'm in NASA Bahamas. That's where they launch the spaceships, right? No, NASA, <laughs> NASA. Get it? Sorry, that, Graham. Oh. I'm sorry. People come for the basketball. They stay sorry, for the man. geography. <laughs> yeah. Just, um, I, I assumed you wouldn't be able to make that reference, Ian. So I just got angry. <laughs> Fucking idiot. I do no, great. No, there's there's some nice good. it was good. Some nice hostility here already. I like it. Yeah. Um let's uh let's bring in Ian. Uh he's hilarious. Um we both have an appreciation for uh beef patties and oh, you know non-expensive tasty foods. Mm-hmm. Uh he's a great guy, knows a lot about basketball, and he also likes to wear sweatpants and pie uh, rich Raptors fans in the face. Give oh, it up for love Ian Gordon. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. This makes me want to have some sauerkraut. And a big hoppy beer. Make my heart beat real fast. How you doing, buddy? 
Uh, oh, I'm, I'm great, man. <laughs> it's the summertime. The summer in the city. I'm hot. Yeah. I'm, I'm sweating. That's going to... I won't stop sweating till October, so I'm I'm ready. Yeah, good, good. I'm 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 into that. You know, it's I think people need to be a bit more comfortable having a glisten. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. just get Swe- some speed stick. You know sure. what I mean? Just apply it. That's S- all. Sweat's healthy. Is it, is it hot where you are in the Bahamas? Yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> right, Graham? It's a little rainy. I would say it's about oh. uh, twenty-five degrees centigrade, <laughs> seventy. Five degrees Fahrenheit, mm. rainy. Barometric know, pressure high. My, my porthole, and there is a lot <laughs> of wet Midwestern Americans walking by. Okay, yes. I, that really gave me an image. Yeah. Like it's like it's like a Where's Waldo <laughs> type thing yeah. with like the lots of like sweaty yeah. you know tourists. I like it. Sounds not yeah. to be missed. Um, no, it's real. <laughs> we got we got so much to get to. Um, but uh, first, we're gonna we're gonna try out a little uh, new segment here. Um, it's called "Tell Me Something I Don't Know About a Particular Raptors Player." So I'm gonna give Matt three Raptors players, uh, current, old, maybe they were just here for two days. Doesn't matter. Um, Matt, uh, I don't know who who you're ready to go with first, but let's try this. Tell yep. me something I don't know yep. about Lorenzo Brown. Lorenzo Ooh. Brown. Okay, so you probably know this. He was a second round pick. 52nd overall by the Sixers, correct? Yeah, sure, I knew You that. know that. Sure. You knew that. <laughs> yeah. When he came in hot off the summer press, you, that clicked with you. Yeah. Okay. Well, what you don't know is that in the entire history of the NBA, no 52nd pick has ever averaged more than 6.7 points in their career. Hmm. Including him? Oh, he's at like three. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? 6.7. <laughs> Things are going to change for Lorenzo Brown. He gets seven. He'll be the best 50-second pick ever That's in the history cool. of the NBA. Huge Whoa. fact. Huge fact. <laughs> no, you got to average seven for the whole season, though. That's tough. The whole it's year. It's tough. Not it's just tough. a few games. The whole yeah. year. Every, whole year. every game, you got to score at least seven. I'm going to shut up my porthole and let the, let the people know. <laughs> Wisconsin. <laughs> you know, there's going to be a lot of like boat references today, and yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, let's not bury the lead anymore. Matt, why don't you give me that raptor sting? Well, my oh my, the Raptors hired uh, Nick Nurse. Nicky um, Nurse. I got a couple things to say, and then, then I'll uh, hit you with some questions, uh, Ian and Graham. Mm-hmm. Um, so first of all, uh, congratulations to Dwayne Casey for signing a five-year contract with the Detroit Pistons. Uh, I'm excited for him. I hope he yes. de- oh, I wish him the best. Uh, you know, uh, it's probably going to be tricky with Blake's uh, insane contract. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know. Uh, he's got five years, so uh, even if he has a really bad first two years, the Pistons brass will be calculating whether firing him is uh, financially viable or not. So good for you, buddy. You got a big-ass contract. I think it's $7 million a year. Yeah, yeah. Um, we don't yet know the length of Nick Nurse's contract, so that's going to be pretty big. It's going to show you how invested Masai is in him. Um, but there's something I want to touch on before we get into the nitty-gritty here. And it's kind of like a trend I've noticed, and I'm not going to present it uh, as a question to you, Ian or Graham, because I don't really think it's fair. Um, But I want to address the issue of race and uh, coaching. And by that, I mean, um, I think that 
I'm starting to notice that there's there's a little bit of a white messiah complex a la white quarterback in the NFL. And uh, I think sometimes black coaches don't get the, the fair shake as being X's and O's coaches or smart guys. And they're always labeled as players coaches. And yes, you got your uh, Alvin Gentry's and you got your David Fisdale's, the guys who have that rep of being super intelligent. But it's just something I've been noticing. You know, I first noticed it with, you know, the Mark Jackson uh, being replaced by Steve Kerr. Um, yeah. And it's just something that I'm, I'm aware of. And, and this isn't meant to call anyone out. I don't think anyone's a racist. I think, you know, all these coaches have merit and uh, deserve their jobs and are, and are geniuses and are super talented. Um, but, you know, I, I, I should be honest with the listeners of this podcast that there's an underlying feeling there with Brad Stevens. Because I think these system coaches, these guys who are known for, like, you know, whipping people into shape, even though, you know, by all, by all accounts, the players love Brad Stevens. And uh, Kyle Lowry loves Nick Nurse. So, again, I don't want to, I don't want to, um, creates, you know, something that's not there, but it's just a trend I can't help but noticing. So I just wanted to get that off my, just wanted to, you just sure. wanted to say that, you know, put that into the ether and, uh, I'm not presenting it as a question to you, Ian or Graham. Cause again, I don't think that's fair. I don't want to blindside you guys. And I also, sure. you know, I don't have enough actual <clears throat> data to back this up. It's just, well, I think, go ahead. No, 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 please go ahead. Well, I think that if you want to discuss race, politics in the nba you've come to no better place than two white males yep. um, yeah i i well here's the thing is i i'm sure there is a bias and i'm sure there's a bias in the nfl and there you just have to you, you have to look no further than the um color of skin of the players on the court and percentage wise to the to whiter players on the on the court and that's been going on since probably the 60s late 60s mm-hmm. where there's been more black players than white players and you would just assume that eventually there'd be way more black coaches than there are right um mm-hmm. and, and and there isn't but to and so so that means that there is some sort of bias happening how big is it? That's up for debate. Up, up for debate. And here's my counter argument to the argument I just made. Sure. Is and same thing with the quarter white quarterback bias in the NFL. Um, there are um, 250 million white people in America. There are only 30 million black people in America. So these are positions where athleticism. Um, is not uh, paramount, including quarterback. Right. So it 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 would make sense that there would be more white people in those positions because it's one where their uh, white athletic handicap is not hindering them. You know what I mean? Totally. Um, so that I mean. And, and these these are these are good coaches and stuff. And uh, like, here's the thing is like as a player, it's like, do you want a coach that has that that has played no matter regardless of what sport in in the in the pros or not? You know, it, it's a it's a it just really depends on whether the coach is good enough for that. And um, it's sort of strange to me that in basketball, uh, 
it's a sport that's dominated on, on, on individual talents and stuff like that and personalities mm-hmm. less so than in X's and O's like, like football or something like that. So it seems to me that there should be more X players that are coaches in the NBA and which would mean that there are more black coaches than there are. Totally. And, 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 and I don't think this is something that has like a, you know, you can't pinpoint an answer, but I think, I first really, really started thinking about this when um, Casey was on the low post and he basically called media out for calling him a dumb coach. And he went through every system he's been a part of and everything he's done. That's which coach, which coach? Uh, Dwayne, Dwayne Casey. Okay. He talked about what he'd done with, uh, with Carlisle, uh, what he did in Minnesota, what he did with Dallas and what he's doing with Toronto. And he kind of called people out for calling him dumb because he's obviously yeah. not. Um, yeah. And I think I started noticing with him, and then I, then I noticed with Nate McMillan and, and Ty Lue, and, and these guys who just get totally written off, and I can't quite put my finger on it, because it's not like they don't have issues or problems, but it just seems like the hammer comes down on them a little bit harder. And again, I can't, you know, back that up with, it's just a feeling. But you know what? I, I think, I uh, yeah, no, no one's... Uh, I'm not writing an article about this. It's just something I wanted to throw out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, now I think we can get into the nitty-gritty. Unless, sorry, Graham, I, I, I didn't cut you off, did I? No, I just wanted to make one final point. Is sure. like every time I sort of think about how, like, statistically there are more white people in America than mm-hmm. black people, and that's why it's okay that there's less, more white quarterbacks. And I'm like, maybe the NFL isn't as, as racist in terms of the selection of athletes as I think. Um, something like Lamar Jackson will happen, you know, in, in the draft. And like, this guy is like the best quarterback <laughs> and you're going to see him flourish. He's, you know, get drafted, you know, way lower than he should be. And also, uh, last year with the, the quarterback who I forget his name, he's quarterback for the, uh, Houston, uh, Texans. And he's like super sick. And like, he got drafted way Watson. low. Yeah. Watson, you know, it's just. I don't know. It's what what the hell do I know? But I, I there's for sure there should be more black coaches. I say sure. it's about and, it's about opportunity. And, and Sorry, Mark Jackson, Steve Kerr for Mark Jackson is is fucking stupid. I think Steve Kerr is a good joke, a, a good coach, and I think his players love him though. And I don't know, the guy won a bunch of titles with the Bulls and knows how to deal with huge personalities. For sure, it's just like did you really need to make a change? I mean, the next year they were. I don't know. Just... I always wonder about that one too, because like as as much as uh, Kerr was this like super you know whiz of a guy, it's like was Steph mm-hmm. Curry about to just take over the league regardless? Like mm-hmm. again, I don't have the answer for that. Yeah, and and I think you know, Ian, um, I don't want to steal your point, but you just said it's about opportunity, and I think that's how I really feel. It's opportunity, man. It's because all opportunity. If, it, who's the best? Who, the reason why the best coaches have been white coaches is because. That's who gets they're, through the door. They're only white coach. Greg Popovich has been a coach for this many years. Before, when he first started, there were no black coaches. His whole career, there's hardly been any. You know what I mean? Right. Or one or two. Like the maybe Lenny Kareem, Wilkins. Lenny Wilkins and, and, and player Mo coaches Chiefs. like Magic and Mo. Yeah, there's barely any. So yeah, it's like, if there's, no oppor- if, if there's no opportunity, then how can you become Butch a great Carter coach? not having a job is a, is a joke. I mean, he's probably got a job somewhere. I mean, he, he probably was no, coaches guys. somewhere in Hartford or something. No, he actually, he shows up to Vince Carter's house every day and he suplexes him. <laughs> and apparently he has a whole Patreon page and everything. Yeah. And, yeah he's banking off that. More opportunity. That's um, all that, that is required, I think. But uh, for the folks who, uh, who, who didn't want to turn bias. into uh, politics, right. I'm so sorry. But uh, uh, it happened. Um, 
So let's get into the nitty gritty of uh, of Nurse. Um, Ian, I'm going to hit you with this one first. Okay. So Casey gets fired. Um, you know, we start going on the, this, uh, or Messiah starts going on this, this giant coaching search. You know, Becky Hammond's in the mix. Uh, Stackhouse is in the mix. Uh, Kalamian and Nurse, obviously. Uh, Tori Messina. Um, uh, Ime Udoka is in the mix. Um, the, the Lithuanian coach, whose name I can't pronounce, um, he seemed like maybe an interesting candidate. But in the end, uh, it's Nurse. So I guess what I'm wondering is, did did Masai do his best to find someone other than Nurse and eventually settle? Or did he have Nurse in mind and, um, you know, kind of put on this coaching search as a bit of a facade? Because there's a couple things that come into play here. Like, you know, um, Stackhouse interviewed and then, you know, he went and, and got a job with, with Memphis. So, so he knew something that we all didn't, which is, you know, right. a nurse was going to beat him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also have, you know, not a lot of rumors. There's been previous rumors, but not a lot of rumors this offseason of anyone interested in Nick Nurse. So that to me tells me that it's like he, maybe, maybe he didn't take interviews or maybe he's not that sought after. Um, again, there's a, there's a lot of cool stuff about Nurse and we're, we're going to get to all that. But uh, yeah, let me just kind of rephrase that question. <laughs> Do you think that Masai settled or do you think that uh, Nurse was the top choice? I don't know. I don't know. It, it, maybe he was He was definitely in his, it was, it his sort of top choices, I'm sure, because he knows the system. It's not a, it's not a huge boat rocker, that one. If the, coach mm-hmm. has been, if the coach is fired, that's the biggest wave that they're going to get hit with. If you hire somebody that they already know and that, that is likable, you said he likes Lowry, he's obviously good with the players. If he's competent... I mean, he's been coaching for 30 years. He knows mm-hmm. how to coach basketball. Yeah. Does he know how to be a head coach of an NBA team? We don't know, and the only way to know that is to give him a shot. One thing I'll say is Masai is always good at, he's a good, he's a people guy. He yeah. knows how to read individuals. He knows how to read individual talent, but he knows how to place people on teams that are going to work well together. Right. He knows how to get rid of people that don't. That's not a Let slight on Casey. Yeah, yeah. And he's, so, he's a very collaborative guy too, You know, right? I think that yeah. it, you're not going to rock the boat. It's a, it's, if you're going to have a coach who, if you're in this situation, if you make a big splash and hire somebody and it doesn't work out, well, then you're kind of hooped. Whereas right. if you hire Nick Nurse and it doesn't work out, then you go, well, fuck, he's Nick Nurse. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the safe pick. Does it, is it going to win us the most games? I have no idea. Uh, I hear that, what's that, uh, what's, I can never pronounce his name. He got hired for... Uh, he was, he's on the Bucks coach now. Burgen, uh, Burgen, Budenholzer, but I want name. you to just go for it with the Burgen. I Burg- was like, I was going to, you know, Burgen, Belgian, whatever his yeah. name is. No, it's Burgen, Belgian. <laughs> I think, yeah. Other white man, other white, straight yeah. white male coach. My yeah. name is Virgin Belgian. But, yeah. <laughs> coach Virgin, <laughs> Belgian. What should I, I like do? wooden shoes. But the point is, is like, you hire him. I don't know. He got hired, but he's a good coach. Yeah. How many other, how many other options does he have? that aren't going to rock the boat as well, as much as Nick Nurse, and be more specifically and truly more effective. Right. Maybe not many, right? Yeah, that's, that's, that's fair. Graham, what's your, what's your take? Are you, are you uh, well, first of all, you're on a boat, so mm-hmm. you probably don't want anything to rock a boat, because that'd be scary, I'm assuming. <laughs> There's some, uh, some big people you know, in Wisconsin that don't all want to go yeah. on the same side of the boat. <laughs> yeah, those Wisconsin folks, you, you take them, t- you tell them, take your cheese hats off. They got to keep the buffet you know station I mean? in the middle of the boat. <laughs> you better believe it. Uh, it's, it's <laughs> sorry, Graham. You cannot have the there buffet on one end. The most amount of able-bodied people in motorized wheelchairs. I've seen. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, There's probably somebody selling them on the boat. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, sorry. No, no. N- never be sorry for, uh, for cruise-based jokes. Um, yeah, Graham, do you, do you think this is, uh, you know, is, is this Masai settling a little bit? Or was this part of a, like, was this more, you know, a master plan that, you know, we'll never get to know the full details of? I think it's, I, I, I agree with, with mostly what Ian says. Uh, I don't think that it's settling. I think it's, I think he's right. Ian's right in that it is Masai understanding what the chips he has in the table and that's it's the best solution for that right now i think it the hiring of nurse like you said you we said before um the players loved him the star players loved mm-hmm. him and yeah. that's one of the reasons why they they hired him he's also one of the main the, one of the main reasons why the season was turned around he mm-hmm. was the he was the brain behind uh, getting Casey to make everyone shoot more threes, getting De- DeRozan to shoot more threes. They would, you know, so it's, they would have these off-season games where you get minus a point for a mid-range shot, you get one point for a layup, yeah. and and then whatever it is, two for three. Like, he was and like so I think it's four made... points from the corner three. Mm-hmm. So he, he really right. redesigned, yeah. he redesigned our offense based on distributing it differently in practices, which mm-hmm. is pretty sure. cool. And, and it was it wasn't just that game. It's just an example of like what you know it was his, this is his this is his brainchild and he's one of the main reasons for the turnaround. Um and I think that the hiring of nurse shows us what the plan is for the next two years in terms of where Kyle Lowry and Mark and uh, DeMar DeRozan are going, which is nowhere. Uh, oh yeah, I, I, I was actually going to get there, so we, we can just kind of jump ahead a little bit because um, you guys also convinced me really that this isn't settling. Although I mm-hmm. still feel like it might be a bit of a short term because like Ian hit it um, with, uh, you know, if he's bad, you can get rid of him. I was kind of hoping that we'd get a coach where it's like this is his team, even yeah. even if Demar or Kyle leave, like he's going to work through this era. But um, yeah. but yeah, Graham. Let's that's let, hard to find. Let's let's. I know. Well, that's exactly it. And 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 that's why I was was not really into Casey being fired. I felt like it was a bit mm-hmm. reactionary. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, um, there's a lot of pressure in sports. But, but but Graham. But back to what you were saying. So you think this indicates that um, DeRozan and Lowry aren't going anywhere? Yeah, I think that's the reason why. I mean, he's a very competent coach. I I believe that uh, in a couple of years, somebody else would have hired him as a head coach anyway. Um, and, but I believe that this is, they needed a culture reset again without ruffling their veteran players too much. You right. know, their veteran players can't rejig everything again. You know what I mean? They, it would be, it would be too much. And I think that he did this to sort of placate the, his star players that loved Dwayne Casey and like, look. We're not going to switch everything up, you know. You're, you're, we're not going to hire a Pat Riley type or something like that. Like we got the same, same guy. It's familiar, but we have to choose. We have to change something, and it's the the only affordable change we can make, which was firing Dwayne mm-hmm. Casey. Um, you know, you hit it there. That's the affordable also, change. But it, okay, like yes, let, and also what Ian is said, it a culture it's, change? It's low risk. They can fire him. Whatever. You know what I mean? I think it's that- cheap. No, sorry. Uh, with him, it's like uh, with, with I think you're right with the Demar and Lowry thing. I don't think you trade trade those guys. It, people forget. I mean, the the way the season ended was was traumatizing. Yes. But the team is still good. These so players, good. these players, so good. 
every the team indie, is they're getting, not as good as we think it is. No, but they're good. Think, they're they're a good team, though. You know, they're not awful. Yeah, but who wants to? We're going to finish fourth or fifth in the East next year. Like for sure. Like for why? Why is what's the point of that? The only me? thing that I mean, you know, you have to look at the roster, and you could make a big move. But the young guys that we have, maybe you 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 cross your fingers and say, let's see if these guys can't get even better. Because to make a big move. If you if you're gonna if they're gonna make a big move, it's gonna happen the next ten days. They're yes, gonna do it right. with the trade. Like it's if nothing happens at the at the at the sorry the draft, nothing's gonna happen. They're not gonna. I could see Masai's insane. I could see DeRozan getting packaged out, and we get in the top five. I could see that because Masai's uh, that's what people like about him. Mm-hmm. He does. He's a gambler yeah. like that. He might do some Let's shit get like Luca. I'll take Luca. I don't know. Whatever. But okay, Ian. Let <laughs> let, let me ask you this: Do you think having a guy like Nurse? Mm-hmm. Uh, coming in, who's been part of this team for for multiple years? Mm-hmm. So sure, there's a, there, I'm sure there's some stuff like apparently like you know there, there's rumors that he's he's been wanting to do this system for two years. Okay, um, but at the same time, I think you gotta you you can't give this guy too many excuses. He's been with no. the team for four years. So uh, DeRozan, let's say going ice cold against Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Casey's got to take the brunt of that hit. DeRozan's got to take a brunt mm-hmm. of brunt of that hit. But Messiah Nurse. They got to take that hit too, oh, because sure. it's outrageous to me that anyone on that staff gets a pass for anything that happens, or credit for anything that happens as a team. Right? If if Casey won Coach of the Year, they all get a ring. The whole the whole yeah. the whole unit. So I I guess what I'm what uh, I'm kind of going back to the draft here. Do you think it's important to get Nurse in that draft so he has some ownership of this team going forward, and it's not like this team that he's taken over? Not. I mean, yeah. if if you can get a top fifteen pick. Make it, make it, you know, get in there and get your hands dirty, I guess. But never, anything outside of top 15, the way that our team is structured, it's not going to be impactful enough. Like, even if he gets a 25th pick in the draft, we got to give up some guy. Then all you really have from that, some-wise, is a 25th best player in the draft. And mm-hmm. your team is the same. You know, and if you're going to make a splash, make a splash and get a high pick. Get rid of some people that you know you don't like some personnel that you know won't work with with you and do it. Otherwise, just sit on what you have because, you know, the teams in the East have gotten better, but they, I feel like they have to just do a reset and be like, this is this is a year-by-year thing with sports. This If you don't win it this year, you, you dig in deeper and try harder and hope your players get better. Like, I don't – you can't really make a giant splash. You can't full-out trade DeRozan and Lowry, really, unless you take, you know, maybe one of them. Uh, but I don't think it's the right time to. It, you would be losing it unless you got into that draft. Yeah. So, so as far as, far as the draft, <laughs> the top like ten, baby, Ooh, top five. Draft, baby. Top, I want the top five. Pick. That's what I want. I think. I want Bagley. Fifty second overall. Oh, baby. Uh, oh, nice, <laughs> Matt coming in. I want Bagley. He, Matt gave give me, me Bagley. Matt gave me some wiggly eyes there too. Um, Bagley. No, here, here here's my take on the draft. So. Um, it's so, it's just unbelievably easy to look at potential mm-hmm, and, and mm-hmm. not, um, uh, practical stuff. Sure. So, um, how many guys in this draft are going to be better than OG and Anobi? 10, 15, yeah. one, none. I, I honestly True. don't know, but I do well, more than one. Yeah. I think Probably more than three. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and I, I think, I think there's this. It depends how you want to look at your franchise. So do you want to use what Messiah's done and what Casey's done and this this long road to legitimacy mm-hmm. and use that as an opportunity to gamble? Or um, do you want to be a bit more like and, and this is where I'm where I'm at. I want to be like Utah and I want to find Mitchell. 
or I want to be like Miami and I want to find Justice Winslow. Yeah. And, and the thing is, what I don't want to be like is Orlando. Well, and what I don't want to be like is the Phoenix Well, Suns. it's about sharpening the scalpel as opposed to getting out the sledgehammer. We, like, I think it's tough as, like, you know, I think in Toronto we want to win so bad that we always want to speed things up. Mm-hmm. And we always want you to... Well, I mean, it's it's tough because, like, you know, we, we, we want to win it all. Yeah. But I think if you're if you're really serious about looking around um, at at the complexion of the NBA right now, to me it's just it doesn't make any sense to punt anything because you got Golden State they're not going anywhere so you can't wait them out like you could draft some uh, you could draft a number one overall pick mm-hmm. and they could be in year six and Golden State could still be as unstoppable like that's the no, reality. I don't- I don't think so. You, you I see the major. I think they're going to get broken up. I, I, I think that. I think that if you rebuild now, like it would take you, three full years to rebuild. Sure, but let's say five. You know what I mean? Like you just you you start contending in your third year, and then by your fifth year, you're like everyone's humming and everyone's at their their peak now. You know what I mean? And that Golden State would be down by then. I mean, Chris Paul will probably be in a wheelchair by then. <laughs> Here's uh, a question: What do you consider a rebuild? Getting rid of Demar and going for a high pick? Getting re- like how much? How much is a rebuild on our team? Who do we have to get rid of for it to be a full on so holy fuck rebuild? That, well, yeah, look, look, look. go. Okay, sorry, go, go. No, no. I, I say go for it, Graham. Sorry. Um, I mean, I look. I love all the players on our team. I I, I think they're great players. I, I think they're great guys. They make me proud that they play for Toronto, and I don't want to be a hater and reactionary and stuff like that. But I, I just I don't also I don't I don't like cheering in sports knowing what the outcome is. Fair. It's boring to me and it's sad. And I would rather my to answer your question, it, it would be to trade tomorrow to go move up in the draft. Okay. And because Luca might drop to number four, which is insane. Can you the get guys? crazy if you traded you know who, who if you trade demar if you offer demar to the top five teams with draft picks is, they can all you get DeMar, hang up the can you phone. get demar for the fifth pick yeah. straight up sure. boom like okay no. phoenix no, I right don't. so I don't. you know that's tough so now you have to give demar and exactly they're gonna, they're gonna and, want and that's the Van whole Vliet. and that's where i'm coming from as far as like like messiah's whole thing is not being colangelo mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like we, what we yeah. don't want to do is the faults trade mm-hmm. and i think that's what that's kind of where I think we're in this like in, uh, God, that was in between the, that, that dumb. was dumb, but like that's the thing when you're going for it hard, yeah. you're blinded, and yeah. that's when you don't evaluate yeah. your assets properly. Maybe his wife confirmed so, that trade. Like, yeah. yeah, probably. Oh my god, yeah, Calandro's been fired, by the way. Yeah. Um, no, but like I think it's tough with um with with, with big time prospects. So yeah. you know you're oh, calling yeah. Phoenix, you're calling Sacramento. Maybe again, maybe Sacramento's so dumb. That they're like, yeah, we'll rebuild with Demar instead of like um, Bagley. So it's then, like, so then, I don't think so. No one's doing that. Like that's the yeah. thing. There's none of those five teams that are in that spot. I've, I think not only would they hang up the phone if we offered a Demar trade, they'd also be they'd also mark down Masai's a robber. However, would and you, then they would never answer the phone again. Is this based on what right. we just said? Is this something that we <laughs> all agree that we want to happen? No, I mean, I certainly do not want... I, I wouldn't want that Here's to the deal. It, I want to win a trade mm-hmm. under any circumstance. Because I think we're a 59-win team who got embarrassed by one of the best players that's ever lived, if not the best player that's ever lived. So I think that, you know, you want to look at the 82 games more sure. than those four. 
Yeah. Or those six. I mean, you want to look at both pieces of the pie, not just the last exactly. four games. Yeah. So l- let's give Nurse a shot. You know, I mean, again, I, I don't, I was, I was upset that Casey got let go, but at the same time, I'm ready to embrace Nurse. And you know what? Just before I launch into another question here, mm-hmm. I'm going to hit, hit you with a little bit of a Nurse primer, uh, just what I know, and feel free to add in. So, this guy basically is responsible for the Houston Rockets offense we're seeing right now. He um, was the first person to say, hey, we should shoot more threes than twos for the Vipers. He won a championship. He also won a championship with Iowa in the, in the uh, D-League, now the G-League. Um, he's won two Coach of the Year awards in the G-League. Um, he's also coached for, yeah, 30-plus years, which I believe Ian said earlier. And the guy is, like, won in a lot of different leagues, seen as a super progressive thinker. Um, is really tight with Kyle Lowry. Uh, Jonas had a wonderful season operating, the, uh, handling the ball more. And I think he really likes to focus on ball movement and off-ball stuff, which mm-hmm. if you think about DeMar DeRozan, that's kind of exactly what that guy needs. Yeah. So, I mean, hell, man. It, it, I think that we need to definitely give the guy a shot. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, that's, that, that's basically it. Is there any nurse stuff um, I, don't know. Uh, I left out there, Graham? No, I, I, think, I think he's a great hire. I do. That's all. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, okay, we, we, we've done some nurse stuff, but uh, just a last little parting nurse question for both of you guys. Um, how does this affect um, the pecking order of the Raptors? So, Graham, I'll start with you. Who's the biggest loser? Like, you know, this is just a bit of a hunch. Who do you think nurse is going to be like, Sorry, dude. It like touches. Casey loved you. I don't. Um, and vice versa. Who is like, who, who does nurse love that maybe Casey was a bit too hard on? Um, and again, this is obviously just a guess. We, we won't know. Uh, who does, who does nurse love that Casey did not like? Yeah. Like, like who's, who's going to get a bigger opportunity with nurse and who's going to see the door close a bit with nurse. Oh man. Um, I, I wonder about Jonas. I think, Hurdle is going to see a lot of minutes this year. Really? Yeah. So do you think, though, that, like, the extra usage of Jonas was, um, like, just because Casey, you know, was adamant on him being in the starting lineup? And also, can, can Pirtle handle the ball in that way? Um, I think he can handle it better. I think he, I, I mean, I, I, I think he's a better player all around, to be honest. I think he suits uh, modern basketball more. The positionless basketball. See, I, I disagree I think, that I think he's a worse player, but I think he's improving really fast and he definitely suits the modern NBA. What I like about Pirtle Way is, better than is Jonas. his temperament. He's a professional. In his rookie season, he's a professional. He gets the job done. He's very, he's, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. You can tell he's thinking out there and he does his job. Uh, he's just, there's no spastic nature to him. He's a, he's a gamer, which I like. So. Sorry, I sorry. Think, Go I, ahead, think, I think that Nurse had a really big voice this past year. Me too. And I think that we sort of saw what he thinks already. I think he thinks Powell's oh. a bum. Um, Ooh, okay. I'm loving these takes. Yeah, well, it's true, right? Yeah. Powell's minutes will go down. And also, he seems like, um, I don't know if he's like of the Dan Tony camp where he straight up doesn't care about defense. But mm-hmm. he really does. I mean, uh, you know, I think with Jonas being able to shoot a three, that is like Jonas better be in the gym shooting threes because I think that's I his, love Jonas this year, by that's the his, way. I mean, me I, too. Me too. Uh, there's not yeah. like, there's not a lot of Raptors players. I didn't even mind Norman Powell. I just think the lack of consistency, mm-hmm. 
you know, is tough in the NBA. And I, I don't know. Van Vliet beat, beat you out, dude. Nick, and so, yeah. so did OG. So wait, Ian, let, yeah. I was let, just gonna let, say Nick let's Nurse. go back to the pecking order question, though. Like, what's you... Like, yeah, are you, are, are you with Graham? Like, we've already seen it? I think I'm, I'm pretty close to it. I think the players that we know are good on our team are going to get better. I think OG should be a starter on Nick Nurse's team. Uh, I think he's going to get a lot better um, if he develops a jump shot. I mean, I'm sure Nurse is going to start. Like, I was on the start and, miles train, yeah. right? Nurse, so Nurse will start miles, Nurse I think. Nurse is, I think... It'll be interesting. The most interesting thing to see is this this long bench thing that we had, which is quasi controversial in the NBA. Does mm-hmm. that stick around? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it will. I mean, Van Vliet's got to play. Pirtle's got to play. OG's got to play. Siakam's got to play. These guys are too good not to play uh, a yeah. lot. But I don't know if it'll be as deep. I think he'll, as much as he's non conformist, non traditionalist with the three pointers, you gotta you gotta run it a little bit tighter, don't you? Okay. Here's my take. The biggest loser in Nurse's world, mm-hmm. Serge Ibaka, because oh, he, oh, he's going to yeah. be like I he was even he's going to be like team. dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. like either he doesn't need to play. Either Serge dramatically improves at passing, or he's going to ride the pine. Either that's just, that's my hot take. He's got to try, like just play harder, bro. And like even with OKC, like he formed so many bad habits. Yeah, and you know, uh, we'll, we'll we'll get to like the NBA at, at large and ISO ball and that kind of thing a little bit later on in the in the podcast. Also, last but thing I want to say is sorry, Nick Nurse ahead. is only fifty and he has a thirty-year coaching career, which means he really knows. So he started when he was one years old. And that's nuts. But a lot of that is like, if you're a player coach, it's because everybody already loves you and you're smart with what to do. Right. So if he's been. Oh God! If he's been nursing that for his whole oh, career, yeah. then don't, he's don't an you amazing. Hold back in the nurse he's funds. an amazing PC, and he's an amazing coach. He's a player coach guy. Uh, we'll see how it translates. But I think you know. I think I agree with Graham. I think he's a good hire, man. Why not? You he's know got what? Glasses, so you know he's an egghead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's big. That's big. Like he's got glasses, and you know they're fake yeah. too, which is huge. Because I like a coach yeah. with, who's like got a bag of tricks. And honestly, you know the, I mean? the Gregory Isaac song "Night Nurse." Every time I hear his name, I will now say Nick. It was. It's just gonna be good for me. Okay, what's the over under on him doing the Jason Kidd drink spell? <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's in nurse's nature. Yeah, he's a he's a giver. He's a he's a care. He's, <laughs> he's a, a caregiver. Giver. He's yeah. a nurse. He's Mister Nurse for God's sakes. Okay, what's the chance that his suit is a nurse's outfit? I th- I want it to be a hundred percent chance. <laughs> okay, good, good. All right, well, we're, we're getting dumb here. Um, uh, let, let's keep it light though, Graham. Uh, I think have we covered nurse? Is there anything that think, that, that needs so. to be said? Like you know, we're going to be talking about him all summer, right? you know, likely because. He's, he first he's he's gonna have a press conference mm-hmm. for one. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know he'll, he'll have a hand in uh, voicing a pick for the draft, right? Oh, we don't have any. We picks. don't have we don't a pick, pick this year. <laughs> that, that's what I, I wanted to ask that Never on this. Mind. I wanted to ask that on this episode because I just I just imagine that if you're a new coach, you want a guy. You know what I mean? Like yep. you want someone to be like, I, the, this is the type of guy I like. You mm. know, and I'm sure he had influence already, but. Again, you, you never know with with the with coaches and and their assistants who has influence and who gets credit, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, Graham, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this one at you. Um, what Raptors play? What single play? It could be a team play. It could be a dunk. It could be a block. Whatever. What single play stands out to you as the most memorable? It doesn't have to be positive. Um, it is not positive. Ooh. It is the end of game one. 
uh, the uh, second round of the playoffs. Yeah, uh, it was big. Where we it was missed big. about seventy buckets in a row. <laughs> I know. Um, oh my god! <laughs> and it was it was uh, just it was painful. Fred Van, Van Fleet just just miss it. Just really missing. You know, it was, sad. Uh, it, it was it was sad. Why? Like, why? Why isn't? I don't know. <laughs> no, no, I'm with you, dude. That was like that. That is an absolutely pivotal point of the year of the franchise of everything. Because you know, I mean, again, I, I don't want to compare us to teams that are better than us, but we saw a little bit of that parallel in the finals with, um, you know, the catastrophe that was, uh, you know, the JR not knowing the score and that whole thing. Like it sucked the momentum. It really, really it, did. And, and, and you it saw was just Le- a different, yeah, go ahead. No, go no ahead. I was going to say you saw LeBron that was, that for me, uh, I, I mean, I, maybe he did and I, I didn't see it in Indiana, but when he, when, when they won that game one, he had both arms up, full celebration. Yeah, like yeah. It, it's. It reminded me of like that. Okay, this is a weird reference, but and in, in, uh, I watched a bunch of Tyson documentaries, <laughs> and in one of them, he would talk about going into the ring, and this is maybe just a little bit of an insane man, but he'd talk about going into the ring and you know having eye contact with his opponent, and, he, and yeah. as soon as his opponent would drop eye contact, he'd be like, "Oh, I won! I won!" I won the game. Yeah. And it's like it, nothing had, had happened already. But in his mind, he had already won. Mm. And, you know. And he was right. He was right. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what, what the, the point I'm trying to, uh, you know, get. is like, yeah, uh, you know, I was listening to, was it, I think it was the low post. And they were talking about, um, you know, when Durant hit that big three in game three, the Warriors celebrated like they won. And there's something to be said about. They won after just, game one. Yeah, that yeah, and and I think anyways, Graham, I think you're bang on. That is like has to be one of the most single pivotal points of the entire can year, I, and franchise. Honestly, sorry, go ahead. Can I can can I just sort of bookend that thought? Is it was sort of a microcosm of what the Raptors are. Is it's the you saw Valanciunas and Van Fleet with the game in their hand, and they are very good players but they are not a plus players and we have two a plus players that did not take the shot did not have the ball um one and and you know DeRozan played like crap um especially the last game of that it just wasn't like overall his statistics were were decent on the playoffs but it's just like you want your best player to have the ball you don't want J.R. Smith to have it and you don't want uh, not comparing Van Fleet or Valanciunas to J.R. Smith because they're ten times smarter and have brighter futures, and definitely will be on the team. They're the team that they're on right now <laughs> next season. Yeah. But uh, you know, you don't want those players. Is my yeah. point. No, I and, think and they, they're they're trying to win the game. I think personnel is something that is just difficult to talk talk about as far as Raptors because you're yeah you're in this tough place where you have to acknowledge that we don't have top tier personnel. You know, Lowry had his best playoffs ever. And he looked like he was like a good starter, and he's yes. he's the sixth highest paid player in the NBA. So yeah. he's supposed to be dropping like James Harden style games if you think mm-hmm. about it from a money perspective. And then DeRozan yeah. is also supposed to be doing that. So it's like we're su- you know by by though by by if you're looking at money, Ish. you know Ibaka is supposed to look like Horford, right. or or you know like you, you know what I mean? Like those are three top paid guys. Mm-hmm. 
Ibaka, I thought was awesome in in against Milwaukee in uh, in in his first year uh, with the Raptors. But again, he obviously just fell off the face of the earth. He couldn't even guard Love, which is one of the main reasons we got him in the first place. Yeah, um, that that whole last year was weird, man. You, you have LeBron at his at, not him personally, but his team at its weakest. If there's ever an opportunity for you to put the knife through, yeah, it's now. You have the best team you've ever had, the most confidence you've ever had. And the king is at his has his weakest members that he's ever had, arguably. For not for you to not put that away is sad. It's sad. Yeah, and and you uh, know, where, you know, wherever reason it happened, and it's if you, just shitty. <laughs> and if you look at Indiana, if you look at Indiana and Boston, yeah, they took him to seven, but they never had LeBron. Like yeah. like LeBron was down two to Boston. He's like, no worries. If you're I'm playing, good. if you play all forty eight minutes in a game and it's your hundredth game plus of the season, you're fucking you're insane. Yeah, you're you're roided Who to the you? max. You know? Something's happening. Um, but wait, uh, who's hmm. your uh, wait? What, what what question was uh, that? There was oh, a yeah. play what, what's where, your most memorable? Uh, there was a play this play. year where DeRozan drove the lane with like thirty seconds to go. I can't I think it was against Detroit, and he dunked on uh, who's a tall. I can't remember, but he's he sl- he dunked on some guy. Mm-hmm. That was nice. DeRozan dunking on people is pretty great. I like that. That yep. made me feel good. I thought I, I thought you were going to say the Detroit dunk. That's the one. It was Drummond? The Detroit, yeah. Or Drummond. Are, are you talking about when he ran the whole court yeah. and dunked on Tolliver? Yeah, that's that was the insane. One. Yeah. At the end Tal's of the day, awesome. I like I like that stuff from DeRozan. I just the aggression, like the focus of the regular season. You need I don't I don't know where the fuck it goes, which it's weird. Maybe he does legitimately have PTSD or something. Uh, but he's so good. Mm-hmm. He physically, yes. what he's capable of doing is elite. There are not many players who can who are that skilled offensively in the NBA. Less than ten guys are that good at scoring when you need a bucket. It's just when you need to need to need to need a bucket, he disappears, which is strange. Okay. Well, can I ask you guys a question? Sure. Do you guys think that he can get better? Yeah. I do, yeah. I, I think he can be smarter, but he can be put in better positions. And I think that um, it's just reps. Like, he needs to continue shooting and threes. And he needs to hire a very, very good sports psychologist. A very good one. Yeah. S- seriously, I'm not. that's not a joke. Has anyone ever gotten better at the age of 29? Yeah. Other than LeBron? No. Lowry, Nash. <laughs> but even LeBron is an outlier. He's there's there's, there's the actually... It's actually that's a trend though that's going the other way. Um, players Fair. are continuing to get better later in their career because mm-hmm. of science right. and shooting. I think specifically shooting. Yeah. Um, like the three point shot is if if you if that's something you can really um, kind of hone later in your career, um, it really helps guys who rely on athleticism. Well, dude, and yeah. and Demar's what's good about him is he's not even that guy. He's a chess match guy anyways. He waits till you right. make a mistake. Yeah. So he yeah. does have a lot of IQ. You know, Durant saying he has the best footwork in the NBA, aka awesome. the world. Also, you know, that's that's you know, relevant. 20, like, 20 years ago, like, a guy like his size would be 15 pounds heavier, slower, mm-hmm. and would be in the post and getting his ass handed to him. The game has changed so much. The dynamics, if you can avoid an ACL or some weird outlier Achilles injury or something, you can play, if you're a wing player and you're an athletic wing, you can play to 35 and be effective. Vince Carter is still in the fucking NBA. Yeah. Um, Vince Carter. Okay, I'm going to wrap up this segment with my favorite Mm -hmm. moment. And uh, it's kind of like tied into how he played during the Washington series. Um but he's a, he's he's like not that young. He's twenty six, 
and I was just so happy for Delon and his coming out party. <laughs> and specifically the thing where I just, I went wild when I was watching it. Um, mm-hmm. He just popped a three right over Wall's face. Yeah. And it was just so glorious. And yeah, yeah. I, was, I was excited that we have this guy for a long time because to me, you know, his, his release, uh, I think it not being fast uh, is a big, big part of his game that he needs to improve. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, shoot. There was another question I wanted to get to. Um, actually, yeah, just before we move on from the Raptors, I'll, I'll, I'll get there. But yeah, the, anyways, so um, I'll lead into that question with, with my point. And <clears throat> the question is going to be what one like marginal improvement or big improvement can have the biggest impact on the Raptors squad? Like what player, like whether it's uh, – Let's say Pirtle adding the three or whatever it may be. Mm. My answer is DeLon having a quicker release and shooting more. And I, I think if he starts firing from three, he was league average last year. Um, and that's what made Van Vliet so special is that this guy could mm-hmm. fire from deep. Uh, he fires quickly and it just changes the complexion of the court. And I think when you have, I mean, Nurse is going to be like, like he's the Mr. Three ball, right? So mm-hmm. he's going to be telling people to let it fly. And I'm excited for DeLon. And I think... For me, I think if DeLon can really hit the three well, I'll really start to see the transition from, from Lowry to our younger point guards as, mm-hmm. as a real thing and not just a hopeful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Ian, let's, let's, let's go with you first. Okay. What's a single improvement? It, it can be defense. It can be mm-hmm. whatever. I, w- I would say for sure if OG continues to work, become – if he tells himself he can be the best defender in the NBA, he can physically be that person. Mm-hmm. And I think that's incredibly important. If you have a guy that – and for him to be able to switch, he's a big, strong man. He could, if you need him to guard Al Horford, he can do it. If you need him to yep. try and guard Kyrie Irving, he can do it. So if he continues to improve on that, Ooh. he will be <sighs> one of the staunchest defenders in the NBA. If you have a guy who can switch A, off the pick and roll, and B, guard the, one of the best players on Team X, then you have somebody who's so invaluable, so invaluable. And get a, he'll get a jump shot. But if you don't have a jump shot, you don't get it a jump shot. If you're 20, you don't get it from 20 to 21. It just doesn't happen. It takes years for the NBA jump shot to come. Right. He'll be better, but he won't get it right away. Maybe by the time he's 23, 24, 25. And yeah, like jump shots, you know. Uh, I'm I, talking about reliable motherfucking jump shot. Uh, ooh. I, I'm real, like, a real jump shot. Ian's pizzazz is like picking up as but, we go but, along. Uh, you know, the point is, is OG, will have, he'll be a better shooter. But will he have a jump shot next year? No. You know what I mean? Yeah. Will he be an amazing defender next year? Hopefully. He'll, if he continues to get better on defense and lock in, he's so valuable. And, to and, that and team. he'll be able to exist on the court too, because yeah. you know the scouting reports are a real thing. People are like, "Oh, Norm can't finish at the rim. He can't shoot the three. He's not a great passer." And switch the pick to just... and roll. Switch the pick and roll. You need a yeah. guy who can switch the pick and roll or stay at home on the pick and roll. Because I'm sure I can do that. I'm sure every you know coach next year is going to be like just a heads up. OG cannot dribble the ball. Kyrie, so Kyrie, you know Irving, I mean? like, Kyrie Irving, Al Horford, pick and roll the, at the top of the, of the three point line is coming. Uh, can you have a guy that can defend that? Yes, mm-hmm. great. Yeah, totally. I'm I'm really excited for his like his defensive p- potential is yeah absolutely like huge defensive player of the year. He looks like he could be some weird combination of like Kawhi <laughs> and Draymond Green. I'd love it. Obviously, that's insane, but um. <laughs> Yeah, Graham, what's, a, what's an improvement you think would be uh, vital or, or very impactful for the Raptors squad? Well, um, I've always been, and I said this the last time I was on the show uh, prior to the season, last season starting, is Jakob Pertl's my guy. 
Um, Mm -hmm. I think he's awesome. I would love it if he went to the gym, um, and did some push-ups, some (laughs) pull-ups, uh, added, uh, muscle, um, so he could look like a man and, uh, (laughs) maybe a bicep, maybe two biceps. Yeah. Maybe a third. I think that's good. Freaky. You know, I think that, I think that if he just worked on his mass, uh, he would be, he'd be so good. And I know that, you know, you don't want to mess up a guy's quickness. I don't think he's a Marcus Canby guy. I think he needs some muscle. He gets pushed around out there. Mm-hmm. But his IQ, his quickness is so good. Um, he just makes the – he just he just makes – he's like a he's like a, a Draymond Green type guy where just like he maybe he's not scoring a lot, but everything starts moving in the right direction as yeah. soon as he gets on the court. You know what I you like? He's I, just, sorry, Graham. What I like is I envision Pirtle – uh OG and Van Vliet and those three yes. guys make me happy. Yes. You know what I mean? Me that just I me feel too, good man. about having those guys yes. in the pocket. Yes. They're totally. on our team. Yes. You know what I mean? I'm I'm a big Siakam fan too. Those are, yeah, For me, sure. I, like and, and that that's where my where my like my that. moment of the year came from with Delon because I was mm-hmm. just like, man, we got this guy. This but is awesome. Freddie Freddie and Pirtle and OG, all three of them are gamers and role players and they know they know when to shoot, when not to shoot, when to pass, when not to pass. They're smart individual players all three of them yeah i think i think that og can be a star though mm-hmm. oh yeah they really do yeah i think og there's, he's so athletic i think there's a chance that og is what people wanted um justice winslow and michael kid gilchrist to be I like he's the, actually I like gonna that. be that i like that. you know what i mean yeah high motor super athletic Kind of yeah, does, and just does a little bit of everything. Well, yeah, because because he's too strong. To, like like watching LeBron not be able to back him down uh, was just blew my mind. No, 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 dude. And, and then also uh, he could keep up with him. I mean, obviously, how old is he? Twenty one years old, twenty two years old. He's super young. Like, that's, um, I like him. Yeah, I think he's twenty one. Um, okay, I think that's it for the raps. Let's move on to some NBA. Can you give me a sting, Matt? <laughs> All right, Matt. Tell me something I don't know about Popeye Jones. Well, you know that Popeye Jones played for about a season and a half with the Toronto Raptors? I know that, yeah. In February of 98, he was dumped in a trade. In February of 98, I too was dumped on my grade 8 ski trip at the Sugar Shack in Quebec. Oh, man. (laughs) Shit. I didn't know that. That's a bummer, man. That's dark. So we were both dumped and... It's bad to get dumped on a trip, too, because you can't go wallow in your room right away. In front of everybody. Yeah, yeah you have in to In front be... of everybody at the Sugar Shack. I was... In front I was... of everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, if yeah. that was me, I'd be like, okay, it's time for the double black diamonds. Blindfolded. <laughs> Blindfolded. I'm with Graham. What do you mean in front of everybody? Well, the Sugar Shack... Is like, a... was there an audience? Was it on a microphone? Like, we were all at the Sugar Shack, and it just, like, someone was like, yo, she wants to break up, and then Ouch. it was a big deal. Oh, so that hurts, deal. man. Well, if it makes you feel better, I got dumped at a cottage once and uh, still had to be there for two days. Yeah, kind of same sort of deal. (laughs) And I asked uh, the the girl's mom, I was like, oh, is anyone going home? Like, oh my God. Your daughter dumped me, basically. (laughs) And well, she knew, you know? And, um, and then she's like, oh, I'm going home like a, like a day early. So like, I'll give you a lift. And I was like, okay. So it was just me and her mom. And she played Darude Sandstorm coming back from from like Minden. Or whatever, and uh, you might yeah. have dodged a bullet there. <laughs> she played Darude Sandstorm for and four hours straight. Wow, that's oh, that shit, one man. song. That and, was that was. I don't want you to talk to me. I don't want to talk to you, Darude oh, yeah. Sandstorm. Oh, you better believe it. 
Strange. Um, also, Papa I, Jones. I uh, broke up with uh, oh. with uh, we. I went on a trip to Mallorca, <laughs> Spain, for one week, uh, and we broke up on the first day. Fantastic. Oh, oh my god! Six more days. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. Yeah. It's <laughs> awful. Also, Popeye Jones briefly. Share in a bed. Popeye Jones when he found out that he got trade. Oh no, that was what's his name? Other guy that we had. That was JYD. Sorry. John Garrett? The JYD, I'm pretty sure, when he found Two out he got traded men. from Detroit. Exactly. That's how I got them confused. Looks like both yeah, of them could bite through a baseball. Just, <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a compliment, say, sir. Two NBA players who can't afford braces. Yeah, it looks like, it looks, well, but JYD drove from Detroit to Toronto when he found out he got traded. He got in his car, got his shit, and drove to Toronto. <laughs> No what a, lie. What a badass. I love that story. <laughs> it's a short drive. The, yeah. at, at customs, they're like, why are you here? He's like, oh, I I'm just got traded to the Toronto tr- tr- Raptors. <laughs> okay. Cool. cool. Have fun. Enter. Fair enough. Sorry. Um, <laughs> cool. Uh, so we learned a little bit about Popeye, I guess. A lot about Matt and a lot about all of ourselves. This so. is quite yeah, this yeah. Is good. Cheers. Um, okay. Let's, uh, let's get going here on uh, NBA stuff. Um, we got the decision, 3.0. Mm-hmm. Uh, LeBron, um, you know, I think there's a good chance, honestly, he does stay in Cleveland just because he can boss Gilbert around and um, kind of GM there. But uh, it seems like with what happened with, with the Warriors and uh, the NBA just being so reductive in terms of uh, championship or bust, you know? Mm-hmm. Um but I think, you know, when you are LeBron's stature or, or KD's stature, um, it doesn't matter what you do. People will throw six, six, uh, six finals, sure, six finals sure. MVPs or six rings or like they'll make the conversation absolutely as reductive as oh, possible. I mean, Instagram comments. It's like one 10 year old boy's brain. Just, totally. That's all it is. So, but, but anyways, those, uh, my point is that the players do feel that pressure. So I think we are looking at a, a, at a season where, you know, it's, it's highly likely that, that LeBron goes elsewhere. So I asked you guys to uh, think of a place Matt, I don't know if I asked you, but if, if you got if you got yeah. one, that's cool with me. Great. Um, Graham, let's start with you. Uh, where do you think LeBron's going to go and why? I think he's going to stay, and I think he's going to stay because, as oh. you said, he can be the GM and he can be the coach. Yeah. Um, I think that he has a lot of self-confidence, which is very good towards basketball, but not good towards uh, – uh, being a GM, he's yes. a terrible judge of talent. He's got his hu- crippling hubris. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, he uh, really does. You know, <laughs> yes. And uh, he he has already done the mercenary thing. And I think he's somebody who is um, concerned about their legacy. That's why they went back to mm-hmm. Cleveland in, he went back to Cleveland in, in the, in the first place. Um, I think I think he's good. I think he's going to stay. I think he there's nowhere that he can really go that makes sense other than L.A. Uh, but do you really want to play in L.A. with that? Is it any better than what you have now? I, I don't think so. It's a, it's like a mm-hmm. two three year project. Whereas if he stays in Cleveland, you trade Love, you trade the whatever tenth or eighth overall eighth draft, overall pick, right? Um, yeah, you know, that's got something, it's a, it's a deep draft, you know what I mean? Uh, I, I think, I just feel, I mean, it's just that he just got really, he really messed up with that, uh, 
Kyrie trade. That was pretty much all his fault. And let uh, me ask you. Let me you ask know. you this, Graham. Um, mm-hmm. What like do you think that LeBron is like? Because because I I want to like latch into your mercenary thing because we saw it in mm-hmm. Miami too. He always retools with these uh you know these vets and he surrounds himself with shooters, which is generally like you know been it's worked very well. Um, we see, we've seen it work with Harden, uh, Golden mm-hmm. State, it's all shooters, but they all kind of move the ball. Even Van Gundy mm-hmm. back in the day with Dwight and shooters around him. Um, but it takes, like we, we already talked about this earlier, it takes shooters time. So mm-hmm. do you think that he finally, you know, tells Cleveland, okay, I'm signing a two year deal. So it's not a one year mm-hmm. panic fest because is he going to get a guy like Paul George or Kawhi or CP3 or whatever gun he needs, is he going to get that gun to come over if he does another one and done? So mm-hmm. I, I, I'm like, I'm, I guess I'm asking you, do you think he commits more to Cleveland or is it another year where he's like, hey, let's run it back? Because to me, if he does another run it back, I think it could maybe be the first year he does lose in the Eastern Conference playoffs. Because I think, I don't know. I think that I, 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 that's a very good question. And I, do not know the answer, but I will say this is that these guys are more friendly. The players are more friendly with each other as in the, since the beginning of the league. They right. the, the stars are really good friends, and they do backdoor deals. They 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 go on a banana boat, get pulled around, and make deals on what's <laughs> going to happen. You know what I mean? Like like so you can take. I love thinking about take, that for oh, every offseason transaction. <laughs> yeah. Like Jose Calderon, yeah. you want to come gonna take, to to the Cleveland Cavaliers? <laughs> Just hop on that banana boat. LeBron wants to talk to you around the side of the ship. <laughs> so my point being is that they will. Um, he can go. I'm going to do a one year deal. He can tell Dan Gilbert, I'm going to do a one year deal, and then he could turn around and he can go to his friend, whoever it is, and go, "Look, dude, if you sign with us, I'll sign back again." have here just just a shake on it you know what i mean and there that sort of collusion goes on in the league for so sure. but if you're paul george um are you like hey i'm not lebron i need a five year or a four year like i want i like, back up the truck I, mm-hmm. I can't do this one year retool over and over again like i, I guess what if you're yeah if you're not you know that top top level and there's a bunch of stuff with uh, Paul George not getting the shoe money he wanted. Same thing with Kawhi. So not all these guys are in a position where they've made oodles of money, you know, in comparison to LeBron, and they have such a command of the league. Like some of them, you know, they got to get that big contract. Mm-hmm. No, I so think, I, I think it, it for LeBron will sign first, possibly for a year, maybe two, as you say, and then. He that just so he has some leverage, and then then he can go to Paul George and be like, "Sign with us. Uh, you can get your five year, your four year, whatever it is. You'll get way more TV exposure because you're playing with me. You'll get your shoe deal. I'll sign for another year. Uh, I'll promise you um, that like, I'll sign for another year after. And like and he'll I'm, set up a meeting with Drew Carey or whatever, like." <laughs> Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's tough to get a meeting with that guy. You know what I mean? Like, um, but yeah, you, you know what? Uh, that uh, just for cre- just for like something new. Uh, I'm not gonna say Cleveland, but um, I, that's honestly what I think is gonna happen. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. Ian, what what? Where's LeBron um, going and why? Like like most likely, I'm, I'm thinking kind of with Graham. Uh, a lot of another thing we didn't touch on too, but I think is a huge factor is his kids. I yeah. don't think he And needs, he keeps saying that. His legacy is insane already. Does he need to cement it more? He's yeah. never really 
as much as he's chasing MJ, he's going to finish top three in scoring, top five in assists, like three championships now. Maybe he'll get four or five. He plays. He's going to, in his body, his kid's in his body. He, he's only 33, but he can, he, I bet he's confident he can play well into 35, 36, 37 if he can avoid injury. Um, Cleveland makes the most sense. Again, he can recruit someone. I would lo- I could see them doing something with the eighth pick, getting love in the eighth pick. See you mm-hmm. later for someone. Oh, that's that's happening. I don't know. Who I, that I think guy that is. like that might happen regardless if, of LeBron. But if that happens, then he stays obviously. But I don't. You know, I think that in his head, he's like, I would love to go to Houston and just fuck Golden State like raw dog with that team. <laughs> but he yeah, knows it's that it's a possibility. He, but in, in, he's not going to take a pay cut. Their their books are insane. That that yeah. that Houston thing I could see just for spite because he would love to get his buddy CP3 a ring and in the back of his head he can always be like CP3 my buddy got that ring because of me but mind you if if CP3's hamstring didn't blow out they probably would have had the ring already um, so I I don't know I could see the only other thing I could see is LA because they have enough money to get Kawhi and Paul George right. and LeBron if they could do that then they have something but other than that he won't go so Cleveland or Houston. My money would be on Cleveland with a switch around. There's no way he can play with JR. I mean, JR Smith should never be starting in the NBA, let alone on a team in the finals. He he was he can shoot the three off balance, but he's so fucking bad at everything. He doesn't give a fuck about defense. So he they, that roster needs to really flip around for him to stay. But Cleveland or Houston, I can see Houston though. I really can. Okay, um, yeah. Matt. What do you think? Where's where's LeBron going? I was gonna say Houston as well. Actually, I yeah. also read a report today that the Golden State Warriors are interested in Anthony Just, Davis. Yeah, they've been floating what that. Does, what, like what, they, that would be a blockbuster, right? Like they would have to they don't need trade to Clay. Or, like, there's no way they could keep Durant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like I think when you're a massive media market like yeah. well, like Miami, New York, L.A., Boston, or or now Golden State, mm-hmm. what you do is you basically start floating that rumor. Mm-hmm. And you create the reality, like like Boston did with Hayward. Yeah. So, bef- like Hayward, well, I don't know, like that rumor started coming out. Maybe, uh, probably, like when Brad Stevens was hired. Yeah. Um, it, it, maybe not that fast, but they just implanted that in everyone's minds. Mm-hmm. So the point, as soon as Hayward became a free agent, it was like a done deal. Yeah. It, it was I mean, already like it was already there. Clay you know I mean? and Draymond. Clay and Draymond. Yeah. For Davis, that's the only way it could happen. Yeah. Even then, I don't know if Pelicans maybe do that, but then what you have. Now is a dr- disgruntled Dray- Draymond playing in New Orleans oh, who does not want to fucking play there <laughs> at all. He's not going to be good for your team if you're the Pelicans. Right? Oh, yeah. you don't want you don't want disgruntled Draymond. Out of all the guys on Golden it's, State, it just doesn't happen. If Draymond got removed from the ecosystem, oh yeah, he'd just get first of all he'd get teched out of every game for the right, first like fifteen right. games, and then he'd be like, oh wow, okay, I can't behave he's, like this. He's flat out that flat out tra- that trade will not happen if Draymond. I mean, if that happens, the Pelicans are insane. Truly. Yeah, like that, I, I, I'd, I'd call Silver and I'd be like, okay, it's time for your veto now. But mind you, then you would have though, you'd have Clay, Draymond, and Cousins. You might have something there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. That like to, to think about. How, <laughs> I, deep, deep I just assume they would wait till New Orleans is desperate enough, and they think that he's not going to resign and yeah. whatever. Like throw him some pithy offer. It's a little soap opera summer yeah. action. Yeah. Okay. Here so you. yeah. Anyways, uh, I'll just say oh, yeah, Houston. Hit me up. And. He'd have to fit in with like Harden and uh, CP3 on the roster too. I think. Yeah. Like one can't leave. Oh no, no, have, to, no, be have like, to be all three of those. Yeah, guys. and like because Harden's going to take a lot of that playoff pressure off of LeBron. Right. right. Like, and vice versa. Hopefully. Yeah. 
Yeah. LeBron's just so, gonna get it. Yeah, that that team, those three guys, LeBron and Harden and CP3, with some the remains of that bench, they mm-hmm. could beat that Golden State team. Yeah, for sure, absolutely, for sure. Freddie, it um, is okay. Here we go. So uh, I think uh, I'm gonna break my own rule here because um, when you know all this LeBron conversation comes up. Uh, some teams I've been ruling out because I think LeBron wants three things. I, I think he wants to handle the ball all of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he wants complete control of the franchise. Um, and if not complete control, he wants to be able to exercise his will. So, you know, a big time franchise that already has tons of respect. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think like, let's say like a lot of people are like, Oh, you might go to Boston. I think he looks at Danny Ainge and he's no. like, do I have some say here? And, and Danny Ainge is like, absolutely not. He so he's like, he, all right, screw you. He won't go to the team that he's, that he's lambasted his whole career. And exactly. He yeah. won't do that. He's a legacy guy enough. He yeah, won't go there. I think so. And, 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 and we'll, we'll get there with Durant and stuff, but I think LeBron is a legacy guy and you, and you hit that on the head. So uh, I also think um, he wants a chance to win a championship every single year, mm-hmm. which is why I can't really be sold on LA. Cause I don't think it's like, I don't think Paul George and, and LeBron joining forces in LA makes them, you know, be able to beat, uh, yeah, I don't like that. Be, oh, no, like no, Golden no, state, no. like the teams, there's three teams that I can see him joining mm-hmm. and winning a championship with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think he could take a lot of team to the finals and uh, sorry, I think he could join Boston and win a championship for sure. But then mm-hmm. there's the whole Kyrie thing. There's a million things with Boston that I think just doesn't work, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah. So Houston, San Antonio, G State obviously, which would be awful and bad for the league. That'll but be, yeah, never. here's my choice. Sure. Philadelphia 76ers. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously this has been rumored a bunch and there's some private schools there, something that it like would be good for his kids or whatever. Fair. But the main reason I've been saying no is because of Ben Simmons. So Ben Simmons is like this, he's not a LeBron replica, but he really, really can't shoot. Um the, there's some stat that came out that like of the uh superstars who shot the least amount of threes in the playoffs. Uh, or mm-hmm. the stars, DeMar DeRozan shot 35 and he was way down there and Ben Simmons shot one. And yeah. you know, you saw what happens. <laughs> like it's a, it's not a problem until you go up against a good coach and a good system and Boston's like, well, let the guy shoot mm-hmm. and we're going to clown this yep. team. Um, so I think, yes, there's some fit stuff, but I think Brown's good. And the main reason I've sold myself on it is because I think LeBron looks at Embiid and the way they played in the, all, the way Embiid played in the All-Star game particularly mm-hmm. and he's like, this guy cannot be stopped. Like I know, I know that I can't stop Golden State, but this guy cannot be stopped. Um, and he's proven that in the playoffs. But the big, big reason is Philadelphia's war chest of assets. Fair. I think they just have endless amount of picks from the Hinky era still. So I think you know if LeBron, if his hubris, like uh, Graham was saying earlier, is, is is ridiculous hubris, kind of like he cashed out of Cleveland. But I think he's got a lot to cash in on with Philly and the last piece is that Colangelo just got fired. And I think he, I think he sees a way for, for him to go in and be like, whatever GM's coming in there. If I come in, if I come in at the same time, I'm basically the GM. The only problem though, he should be the first ever player GM. Be great. that would be awesome. I think that team with him still gets spanked by golden state though. So I don't know if he would do it. Honestly, me too. But here's the deal though. Like let's say, let's say it's Embiid, him, I mean, I don't know. And how the, Embiid, I don't know Embiid how the money works. Injury, like LeBron's also thinking, if his foot goes, I'm in Philly now with Ben Simmons and a bunch of scrubs. I'm back to Kevin Love but and me. It's the same shit. With all their they pitches, have Markel Fultz. Yeah, they have Fultz. <sighs> they, have, they have Covington. Um, I also think yeah. that once LeBron goes to Philly, we'll get Fultz to guard. Get Fultz to guard Durant. Yeah. No, but I, I, I mean, I don't know what happens with Covington. 
But I do think that, you know, you get a like, uh, I think, okay, just with Simmons, Covington, LeBron, um, let's say, I don't know, who's, who's another swing man for them? Um, let's just say Fultz and uh, Embiid. I think mm-hmm. that's the best defensive team in the NBA. So I think that's something. Because Philadelphia was already like mm-hmm. that good on D. So, but again, like this. And Brown. And uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, it should, it should be fun. This, this LeBron watch should be fun. We probably won't know for a while. I think you'll. I'm yeah. sure he's not in a rush. No, no. Well, we'll see. I think it'll be interesting to see in 10 days' time or so the draft, what happens in the draft. If I don't think, I mean, I would love to see Toronto and Cleveland do stuff, but it just won't happen. Nothing's going to happen, I don't think. Okay. So, uh, Graham, I'm going to hit you with this one first, okay? Okay. Um, what is, you know, and this can be like a combination answer because, you know, obviously the story is still uh, going to be written. Um, but uh, what's KD's and um, Golden State's legacy? Like, how do you, like, you know, I guess I guess I'm 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 asking you to take a guess. Like are we gonna think about them like the Shaq Kobe Lakers that never separated and won a bunch of finals? Or will K D kind of joining the team that beat him have an effect? Like we're in this weird time where players kind of have more agency, which I generally like. But mm-hmm. you know, I even though I'm a hardcore fan and I like watching Golden State play this amazing basketball, I I have to I have to acknowledge that a foregone conclusion is not very entertaining, even though you know the NBA has basically never really been a league with parity. But but you know again it's frustrating for fans to watch uh, an outcome they already know. Um, well, I think I think that Houston coming so close actually helps their legacy. Me too. You know it it shows that there was a challenge. I think. I, as a team, it's a two-part question. It's KD and the Golden State Warriors, I, yeah. and then the Golden State Warriors. That's an easy answer. I think their their uh, their legacy of that team will be one of the greatest of all time. If, in my opinion, they're the best team of all time. Um, I think they're. I think they're getting there. I think like for yeah. for me, they're like it's. I'm like one of those LeBron fans that's like hedging their bet, being like, "Is he the best ever?" I'm kind of like that with Golden State. Mm-hmm. Like I, sure. I think they're well, I mean, right there with the Bulls, and I, I don't know. I, sure. I don't even know how to rate any team like the Celtics that played when there was like eleven teams in the league. And you know, yeah, Celtics, I, Celtics were a super team too. Everyone talks about there's no super yeah. team. It's like that. Yeah. So Celtics, Bill Russell teams or Larry Bird teams mm-hmm. were absolute super teams. It was them against sure. LA for like a decade. Yeah. But there was like also like like four teams in the league and everyone played with belts and yeah and everyone played with belts. I'm supposed, I'm supposed to be impressed by the belt era in basketball. No. It's not. It's different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I, I just uh, look. I that I I think that what they've been able to do as an organization getting KD is insane. It's 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 uh, incredible. We are watching a gosh darn all star team with four Hall of Famers on the court at the same time. It's incredible. This style of basketball they play is beautiful. They've changed the way basketball is played, not only at the NBA level but at the pickup basketball level. Like I play, I've been playing pickup basketball with like you know decent players. Uh, for 15, 20 years. 
uh, like all over North America and wherever, wherever I've lived. And in the past four seasons, the way we play is completely different. And it's because of them. Uh, people like just people are jacking up threes all over the place. It's really annoying for me as 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 a guy who doesn't play like that. Oh my but god! It, Every time I play with like younger kids now, they do not yeah. play defense and jack threes. Yeah, and it's like it's, it, I. It's so frustrating. It's so it's frustrating. Very frustrating. Yeah, I've been working on my drop step for ten years, and now it's useless. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dude! Me too. Yeah. Uh, that's and. And anyway, so I mean, I think their legacy is sound and fine, and then they'll they'll be go down as one of the greatest teams of uh, ever. In terms of KD's legacy, um, I'll make this answer a lot shorter. Uh, he'll be one to go down as one of the greatest players of all time. Um, also, he'll have an asterisk because he's a mercenary. And no one has ever, in in my knowledge of the history of the game, um, just just flip sides like that there are people they've had super teams before you know like 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 Dwayne Wade's Miami Heat were did not win 72 games and then got Chris Bosh and uh what's his name LeBron James yeah you know what I mean it's just never happened before totally so yeah um yeah what's your what's your taking and do you think think uh, I'm, I'm in the same kind of boat as Graham I think that there you can't deny their legacy as a team from a basketball point of view they're incredible as a team the players that they've assembled their commitment to playing new movement style three-point style switching basketball has completely changed basketball Mm -hmm. for sure so from that perspective they, they deserve to be on the pantheon because of how impressionable that they were so that that is without a doubt as much as it pains me to say, because I hate so many of the players on that team. Um, but I think, and again, K, the KD part, I think that he'll, again, from a basketball point of view, he's an unbelievable specimen. He's truly the first, seven, arguably seven, seven-footer we have who has the skill set that he's had. You're going to see guys coming in now. There's there's Giannis, there's guys like Jaron Jackson's going to come in, and mm-hmm. that that body type will get more prominent but he was the first and he's arguably still the best, the sort of the gold image of that type of player, dominant, uh, offensive talent. You just, you just wait till Bruno Caboclo makes his mark. I mean, who, who, who is, who is there that you know that can make this guy, he can make the right pass. He can dunk almost from the free throw line and he can hit a 42 foot three pointer with clutch, clock time left there's not that many guys in the league who can do that he's the best player on that team far and away in two way like he's nobody's better than him uh he's proved that because without him i think lebron beats them one of these two years um so he they've changed the league so much but again he'll have an asterisk for sure always because of what he did he's He's not. He's a champion on paper, but is he a champion? Is he, is he a Rocky Balboa? No. When you think of a champion, like you think of LeBron's championship run, was so inspiring to us because he was yeah. kicked, he was prodded, he was he was against all odds, and he fucking climbed this mountain and he came back and he won. That That's is underrated. A, that is a fucking champion. Totally. But what yes. did KD do? He uh, hit a bunch of open three pointers. You know what I mean? And he left the team. The last image that I remember of KD was on the floor losing that game, and then he joins that team. That is not done in sports. That is not done in championship-style sports. Mm-hmm. 
That's why he receives so much heat for it and continues to do so. Because what he did was, it's not done. It's flat out not done. If you're, if you were going by this mentality of an athlete and you want to be a true champion, you don't do that. Right. You come back and you beat that team. He did the exact opposite. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm totally with you guys. Like as much as I've, I enjoy watching good basketball and, and, uh, you know, team USA or w- whatever it may be. I like seeing awesome configurations. I think, yeah, it's, uh, I think you guys, you guys hit it because he's, he's going to be like the mercenary, uh, championship or champion KD, the, the, the asterisk champion, um, you know, all those things are always going to be attached to mm-hmm. his wins, you know, and maybe he breaks free and decides that he needs to kind of come back to legacy. But like we're, we're in the era of populism where people yep. who either pretend to not follow the rules or don't care about the rules, they kind of, they're, they're calculating that, you know, it's, it's, it's worth it if, if winning is all that matters and it isn't. And one, that's where yeah, I stand. One thing, sorry, uh, yeah, is yeah. I think that as, as they win and as years go by, more and more teams and players are coming for them and want to kill them. Me too. And cut their throats in their sleep kind of thing. They hate the mentality. So you're going to have guys coming at them uh, and that team will lose. That Golden State team will lose. I don't know when. Maybe it's going to be fun. But it, when, you, be when fun. we watch them lose, when I watch KD walk out with his jersey over his face after losing, gonna be I'm good. going to love it. Yeah. And well, it's going I, to happen. I was even happy when uh, Kobe and Shaq started fighting. I was like, this is great. It'll <laughs> but, happen. Their dream won't last as long as people think. And and Graham hit it too with, um, with the Rockets. The Rockets came unbelievably close. Like that's the only seven game series, uh, the, the KD golden state warriors have been through. They win that game seven. If CP three is healthy. I mean, like for me, it, it, that's one of those things where I don't know how to calculate that, In my opinion. but well, I mean, it looks, it looked like they had the advantage, right? They had them down. They figured them out. Um, but, uh, they figured out what they had to do to beat golden state. Yeah. No, like and I, they I, were doing it. I think like, um, I think the, the legacy of KD and golden state, is going to be changing the rules. KD, you know, as much as LeBron joined up with other stars, KD kind of changed the rule of like, hey, if, if winning's all that matters, then um, I guess pride doesn't. Yeah. So also the Celtics did it first. Yes. Not, Sorry. Not well, yeah. No, but it was not the same. They did it with Ainge. Like Ainge yeah. made the trades and stuff. Like there's been many unfair teams. Yeah. And, and LeBron, you know, did that with Miami for no, sure. Yeah. LeBron was the first but guy to sign. But they didn't have a 72 win team and then add to that. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. No. Yeah. KD, KD is wrong for what he did straight up. He's wrong for it. <laughs> you know, we're coming down hard and I love it. I, I, um, if I, I, oh. But like, no, I think, I think that uh, the both the, the Golden State Warriors and KD will represent like times where... You know, the NBA changed forever, you know, and uh, like Golden State basically plays a certain way that we can't come back from. And ma- and ma- maybe there's, you know, a new style that's going to come and it's going to best them or people will come for them. You know, like the, maybe Philly is like, hey, everyone who plays has to be 6'8 mm-hmm. or whatever, the- whatever it is that ends up beating it. Or maybe someone discovers, hey, if you take these type of twos, it's actually more efficient than a three or wh- whatever it may be. But until then... KD and Golden State have rewritten the rules, mm-hmm. and they're the, they're the champions of the this new basketball. They're the greatest heel team of all time, and arguably the softest heel team of all time. They don't really have any tough, tough guys. They just have a bunch of dicks. Draymond's a dick. Zsa's a dick. <laughs> I mean, if Zsa if Zsa doesn't put his foot under Kawhi's uh, under Kawhi's foot and turn his ankle, does 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 the Spurs beat them? Like they were up by twenty two points when he did that. 
Yeah. No, no. Don't forget about that. They're a disgusting, <laughs> dirty heel team with a bunch of superstars drinking champagne. By the way, and they when, deserve to lose. When Ian just uh, said, don't forget about that, he had a pie ready to throw my face. <sighs> and it is hot yeah. out of the oven. It's a steaming so hot pie. I would have been scolded. Yes. Um, okay. <laughs> what, what does what? he get, though? He always has those. <laughs> I, I know. And they're always like yeah. somehow. I got a system. Yeah. He's got an elaborate system. Um <laughs> Okay, let, one more question before we uh, finish off this baby with some rapid-fire questions. Um, and, uh, yeah, this is a, similarly like kind of just a thought exercise. Um, Ian, I'm going to start with you. Mm-hmm. What uh, non-Raptors team um, was your favorite team to watch this year for any reason? It could be just like they're so bad. I liked watching Atlanta. <sighs> that would be a weird choice, but go ahead. Yeah, you know what? The two teams. I liked watching New Orleans because having Cousins and uh, and Davis on the floor at the same time is crazy. And then when he got injured, yeah, it was like yeah, two different teams. That's, that was a, cool. that's cool to see, that dynamic. Uh, I also liked, is weirdly, and they're such a shitty team to watch, but for some reason I liked Sacramento. I like okay, I like De'Aaron Fox. I think he's good. <laughs> I like De'Aaron Fox. I like Bogdanovich. You got to tune in shoot. for you got to tune in for Zebo post up. Listen, all I'm saying is right now Sacramento. They got De'Aaron Fox. He's competent. They've got Buddy Heald, who is a champion. Uh, he could be okay. They got this Bogdanovich guy. What's that other guy? Will Collie Stein. I think they got. Yep. He's all right. And then if they get friggin' uh, like Bagley in there. Like they got a lot of really high draft picks. Maybe they got something. They're in the West, of course. Mm-hmm. The only reason why you like them is because <laughs> Zebo plays the exact same brand of basketball you do. <laughs> Pretty much. Just can't uh, jump over a phone book. No, but, but he but he scores. Pump yeah, pick, drop step. Pump, l- no, l- I, a nice little pass in there, po- out of post yeah, pass. Yeah, you, I think you're a great pass. Little, I think yeah, Zadrinus really Elgoski yeah, style. Ian's a bit of a yeah. better passer. He's more he's more like Sabonis territory, an old Sabonis. Yeah, not yeah this, thank you. Not this new Sabonis. No, 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 he's no, no, no. But um, I like the, I don't know. It's a weird it's a weird pick, but I I like that. I like what the Kings might be able to do okay. if they get the right draft pick here. Um, where are you coming from, uh, Graham? What was your What was your favorite team to watch? Uh, non Raptors team. Well, I, I, I love the Pelicans, too. I think that's really exciting what's going on down mm-hmm. there. Um, but uh, it, had, it had to be the Celtics, even though yeah. there are rivals as Raptors fans. I, I just No, it was, I it was a remarkable that, they're season. They're a great team. Great defense. I think that yeah. people, we don't understand how good that team is without oh, Gordon, oh, without God. Kyrie. They have four players on the floor without Gordon, without Kyrie, mm-hmm. that are perennial all-stars. Yeah. Okay? And, we, and that team, we are going to look back on that team and think, like, at the same way we look back on, like, the 2010 Oklahoma City Thunder. I totally agree. Like, yeah. Like, holy shit, Jalen Brown and... and, and uh, yeah, these guys won't. They won't. They won't be on the same team. You know, they'll they'll be in different spots because they just won't be able to hold them because they're that's, so good. That's my hope because yeah. like a, a guy like Rozier, everyone's like, "Ooh, this guy came out of nowhere." It's like, I mean, I'm well, not even that. Terry big, was pretty good. I'm not even that big of a college fan, but this guy good. took Louisiana yeah. to the yeah, Final Four as good, a man. star. So good. it's like this yes. idea that Boston <laughs> didn't have Im- even Semi Ojale. Like, look him up. The guy's awesome. Yeah, like man. so this idea that. They were an underdog because they got injuries. Injuries mm-hmm. I never really bought, but at the same time, watching talent is watching talent. They're going to be very good. Amazing to see what Tatum was able to do as the he got every game. He like just got immensely better. Like I hate to say this, but watching that last series where it was Boston and uh, Cleveland, 
I was looking at Tatum and I'm like, you're if you're not already there, you're a year away from being better than DeRozan ever was. The scary thing about Tatum and Kyrie, oh, yeah. Kyrie, both, having both of those guys, you have two ice in the vein guys that'll yes. take that'll take the yes. last second shot and not give a shit about it and he, hit it. He's got two guys. He wants the ball and he can score. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and DeRozan team's is dangerous. more like, well, we'll see. You know. Haywood next year is just going to be hitting threes. Gordon Gordon's just going to be hitting wide open threes all, all year next year. Graham, I love your DeRozan thought process. Well, we'll see. You know, unless LeBron's like motivating. I'm not an NBA player. I, 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 I think he's an impressive guy. DeRozan is to see like where he was drafted and how good he is now and what he's he's worked hard mm-hmm. to create. But like it's just you when you watch somebody who has it. You know, not to be cheesy, but like it in air quotes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, no, Dwayne Rock Johnson. Tatum oh, has it. Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, he does. Dwayne he does. Johnson has it, right? Like when he's in movies and stuff. Ainge is, Ainge is a bit of a. Right, he has it. <laughs> he really does. Oh, Ainge is a brilliant bastard. He, rock hard. he knows how to pick guys. He knows how to pick players. Okay, my take. My take's Utah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, who likes to watch Utah? Me, because I'm a loser. You know what I mean? Oh, buddy, I, was, I said um, the Kings. No, but like, uh, yeah, you did say the Kings. I did. Um, no, but I, you know, I think Snyder is like the, uh, he's like the, you know, small market Stevens, I've been calling him. But he's yep. so, so smart. He's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, watching Mitchell all year was just awesome. Another Louisville um, guy. Yeah, yeah, Mitchell, man. Holy shit, that guy can play. And, um, and, and watching Gobert be injured. And then basically once he can't, like, the, well, I really started paying attention to Utah when they beat the Raptors at home. You know, we mm-hmm. finished with, I think, the league's best home record. And watching Gobert, I, I remember that last play, everyone was, like, freaking out about the Raptors' ball movement. And just in arena, I'm like, it doesn't matter what we were doing. Gobert was covering everything. He was, mm-hmm. he was yeah. just, he made sure that if he doesn't win Defensive Player of the Year, I guess it's because he didn't play enough games. But there's not anyone who's really close to him on you defense, take, take in out, my opinion. Take out uh, Mitchell for JR and Gobert for Thompson. The, can could even beat Gold State with that team. Oh yeah. Oh I mean I'd love to see Gobert on a really, really good team. It would be <laughs> insane. The guy LeBron doesn't need much. He's shown that. He doesn't need much. Um he doesn't need much to get swept either. But we got a bunch of rapid fire questions, so let's let's get moving into that segment. Matt, would you hit me with a sting? Whoa, that's not it. Ooh, what was that? <laughs> Ooh, I like that one. Wow. That's funky. Yeah. Um, cheers, Matt. Okay, so uh, before we get going here, why don't you tell uh, why don't you tell me and everybody everybody else something we don't know about Jose Calderon? You want to know something that nobody knows? Okay. Did you know that Jose Calderon is an organic pig farmer? No. Oh, is he really? Did you guys really not know that? No. Of yeah. course, of course, I didn't know. Okay, that. Okay, so yeah, he has an organic pig farm in Spain, and when he played for the Raptors, he was trying to. Uh, work a deal to, um, I guess, export the ham to here because he feeds his pigs one thing and one thing only. Basketball. Is, is it corn? Is it walnuts? Or is it ground beef from dead bulls from bullfighting in Spain? <laughs> because it was so specific, <laughs> that last one, for sure. <laughs> I say walnuts. <gasps> walnuts. Yeah. Oh, walnuts. Don't they, they don't eat meat, do they? <laughs> yeah, well, well, walnuts eat meat, right? Hey, well, it depends oh. how hungry the pigs are. They'll eat anything. Yeah, they'll but... eat anything. As what's his yeah. name? Uh, you ever watch Snatch? Brick top. Or... Yeah. Brick top. <laughs> pigs eat anything. I just remember that guy's uh, mouth every time I remember that. The visual, I just remember his 
fucking wet mouth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I won't be able to eat tonight. Yeah. No, I'm going to give that guy, if I ever see that actor, I'm going to give him a kiss on the lips. And you, tell got him the, you got the wettest mouth I've ever seen, man. I, I'm going to kiss him on the lips. I'm going to be like, that's from Ian Gordon. <laughs> Um, okay, we, 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 go. we got a ton of questions. I know Matt's got a question for me. So should, yeah, should we start it. with that? Sure. Okay, hit me up. So rapid fire question. The way this works, Ian and Graham, you just got to answer Boom. without thinking as quick okay. as you can. Okay. Okay. Okay, hit me up. LeBron James. You guys are talking about where he's going to go to win his next championship. Yes. I'm thinking he's on the banana boat right now, and he's saying, I'd like to do this a little earlier in the year. What team can he join that he will not be able to get them to the playoffs. Is there a team? <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I'm going to say if he joined... Ooh, not, not the playoffs? Not the playoffs. Oh, man. Uh, Been in a boat in April, baby. Probably a D-League <laughs> team, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it too much. Let's just uh, let's go with Atlanta. They have nobody. They've given up everybody. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's keep this rolling here. Uh, Ian, I'm starting with you. Sure. Um, this is from Tristan. Okay. Uh, what movie franchise should LeBron join? Uh, the Avengers. Okay, good one. Um, Matt, this one's coming at you. Uh, it's from Thomas, my brother. Is Durant or Curry the leader of G-State? Curry. I agree. Okay, Graham, this one's coming for you. Um, oh, no, okay, that question was, what the hell are we doing about a coach? Uh, that's answered. Um <laughs> What's the over-under on Casey's first year as a Pistons head coach, Graham? Uh, I think he's going to win 40 games. <laughs> I like it. And I like how that music kicked back in when he said that. Okay, uh, Ian, coming back mm-hmm. at you. Um, do people remember how many times Jordan lost in the playoffs? No, it's not considered. I agree. Um, okay, Matt, another one for you. Could Clay Thompson join Cypress Hill without anyone noticing? <laughs> uh, Think about it. Think about it. Like, oh my god! I mean, no one could notice, right? No one could notice. It's amazing. Listen. I would say that like people wouldn't notice, but he would get he would get a double take. He would get a double take, but then continue on like, oh, glad they're back. Okay. If he had a bong in his hand, if if he had a bong in his hand, no. Okay. Yeah. He needs. No one notices. He needs some like accoutrement. Yes. Um, Perfect. Okay. Uh, Graham, is it Graham's next? Yeah. Um, Oh, Graham. I think Graham knows a lot about college. This would be good. Who's the single best prospect? Ooh. Uh, Luca Donkic. Okay, Luca. Um, That was that that was for Yao. Um, I've been hearing that about Luca too. So, Uh, okay. Ian, coming back at mm-hmm. you. Whose finals numbers are more impressive, LeBron's or Durant's? <laughs> I mean, LeBron's are for LeBron, sure. LeBron's, right? The guy in Game One, he scored fifty-one points, had eight rebounds and eight assists. Forget about nobody, it. Nobody, nobody mentions it. Forget about it. It's one of the best finals games ever. That's, I love it when that music <laughs> kicks back in. <laughs> because I think this who wants to be a millionaire music has got to be like a forty-five seconds tops. <laughs> it's great. Okay, uh, Matt, coming at you from Andre. Um, where do you think a healthy OG Ananubi would be drafted if he was in this year's draft? I know you don't Good know question. the draft too well, but um, uh, I would say because he went like in the twenties with us, right? He went twenty-six. Twenty-six. Yeah, I think he would go thirteen. Okay, hmm. drop it half. Um, nice. Graham, I know you know the draft really well, so I'm going to let yeah. you answer that question too. What do you think? Well, where would OG go this year? 
knowing what we know higher. now. Higher? I think we said earlier in the draft that he would be... Mm-hmm. Didn't we say earlier in this podcast, rather, that he would be, like, third or fourth, or, like, he would he would be, like, the... In terms of talent, I and I, th- I think that I think he'd go top six. Yeah, oh, me okay, too. Yeah. I, I got him at like four or five. Yeah. but I gotta I gotta yeah. do some draft digging. Um, but uh, okay, this one's uh, this one's for uh, Graham as well, because you know yeah, everyone, yeah. everyone deserves a fresh new question. Agreed. Um, okay, who is the top coaching candidate for the Raptors? Nine oh five. The Stackhouse is with Memphis, baby. That's right. Oh man, uh, Popeye Jones. Popeye Jones. <laughs> Rick Pitino. No the music's idea. back. I mean, who knows? <laughs> no, it's Popeye. It's Popeye. Who knows? It's Popeye. Um, okay, Ian. Yeah. Uh, wait. Let's just see if there's a follow-up to the to the Popeye. Um, oh, by the way, Andre said Mel Lastman would be his choice. Um, <laughs> okay, Andre. Or I mean, uh, Andre Bargnani would be my second. <laughs> oh, nice, oh my God. Primo, freaking nine oh five. Yeah. Primo, um, man. Beautiful. Okay. Guy knows how to not play well enough to be good, and uh, he'd be good for okay. for that. Hito yeah. assistant. Ian. Yeah. Another one from Andre. Um, Summer League Raptors squad. Who's in? Who's out? Summer League. I guess Bruno is in. Bruno's gone. I, I, Bruno's back no, in. I think so. I want him to be. Oh, you want I don't know. I don't know who's in. Uh, all the guys on our team. Uh, I can't. I can't say. I'd say Bruno. Yeah, I'd say like, put him back down there. Maybe OG, oh but maybe not. You know? I don't think OG will play in the summer league, especially yeah. coming off an injury last year. He's get, proven he doesn't need to play in it. That's true. I guess Lorenzo Brown. He started playoff games. Um, all right, Matt. Uh, another one from Andre. We talk about. Uh, we talk a lot about culture reset. But why are we stuck with Rod Black and Leo Rouse? Oh we can do better. <laughs> we can. Matt, why are we stuck with those guys? Why are we stuck with them? That's right. Well, uh, their longevity. I guess they've been doing it for long enough, and they haven't said anything uh, to get their show canceled, like okay. uh, Roseanne Barr. Oh, nice. Because we're, we're in Canada. So yeah. the, these guys won't die. That's your answer. They won't die. Um, okay, Graham, another one from Andre. Uh, what's the new... We the North slash North over everything. What's the new Raptors tagline? We are the North. Change it a little bit. We are the North. Are the North. I I would be very I, happy. If I don't hate could. it. I don't hate it. I don't hate it either. It's good. Good <laughs> stuff. Good stuff. That's why he's on. That's why he's on chilling on Lake Huron, boys and girls. Um, okay, uh, Ian. Yep. What's the dumbest piece of Raptors merch? you've purchased or wanted to purchase oh man i used to have a raptors basketball and it was a shit ball it didn't it <laughs> was it did it had no grip it was like one of those balls that's like butter that oh, just yeah. slips out oh, of yeah. your hand totally and i tried serious. to dribble it to get it to have more grip and then the material fell apart okay that's garbage yeah it was a shit ball <laughs> okay. worst ball i've ever had okay fuck you ball how about that <laughs> yeah all right just trying to have an outdoor you, ball that's all just a simple outdoor ball fuck matt this yeah it's from tristan who should star in the inevitable Uncle Drew sequel? And gets to play like the undercover Drew? Sure. Yeah. Which NBA player is going to star in that sequel? Like a, a, a young guy basically putting on stupid looking makeup <laughs> to be an old guy. That's basically. Uh, well, I think that I'm going to go just as an old guy. I'm going to say uh, uh, Mr. Ball, Lamar Ball. <laughs> Wait, LeVar? LeVar Ball? Ball. Oh my god. He might not actually have the talent. (laughs) LeVar Ball would be hilarious. Uncle Drew, too. Uncle Drew tries crack. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, Uncle Drew tries crack. Um, okay. Uncle Drew likes the crack. Um, all right, Grant. Whoever plays for Atlanta, because I have no idea. Who <laughs> I couldn't name you one player. Yeah, I'd say, uh, yeah, we actually don't know Lenny the Atlanta Wilkins? players. Um, I, I don't know. Okay, Graham. Which team uh, would fare best if they were stuck in a Lord of the Flies scenario? So would fare best? Like they'd organize? I guess, yeah, like, like best team chemistry. Like they wouldn't drop a rock on the, the one kid or whatever. Um, I think the Golden State Warriors because um, uh, Steph Curry, uh, I think he, he, he hurt his legacy by letting KD join the team. Um, and I think they just like to share. They just are their big sharers. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ian. Yep. It's going to be a tough one. Okay. Give us, out of anyone who's ever been on this podcast, mm. and who knows, you maybe have never listened to an episode you're not on. <laughs> maybe you never even listened to an episode, period. Why would you? No, please listen to the episode. Please <laughs> listen, everybody. But no, um, who would be the best head coach from anyone who's ever been on this podcast? Honestly, I'm going to go with a, a, a humor-based answer, and okay. I would love to see a fired-up, tight-suited Pavone. I oh. want to see Pavone in, in a, a shirt that's too tight for him at the neck, and he's got he's always adjusting his tie, <laughs> oh, yeah. and he's all red in the face. All, Come on! <laughs> I need that. I don't know if he'd be the best coach, but he would be the most passionate. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. He would definitely get teed up for walking out on the court and stuff like <laughs> oh, that all yeah. the time. In his end-of-game pressers, would he yeah. use a microphone? It, no. And then one, no. one game, he would show up wasted, like really wasted, and you'd be like, you got to go home, Pavy. <laughs> that would happen. <laughs> okay, wow. Well, uh, I think that's, you know, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll each get to answer that. Matt, you, you know everyone who's ever been on this podcast. Who would be who would be the best head coach? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Alan Shane Lewis. Because, okay, because he can dunk. Well, yeah, he's really good at basketball. And, uh, yeah, I think he would get the whole team dunking. We were like, also talking fierce. about representation. Yeah, everyone's doing, sure. everyone's doing threes. <laughs> he's going to bring dunking back to a whole new level. Uh, okay, Graham. Who, who, who that's ever uh, it could be you I guess you know uh, who would be the best uh, head coach possible Ian yes Ian would be the best nice head coach. thanks wow because he is bigger than any other players so they have to listen to him yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that yeah so like yeah. Pummel them. I, he probably would and he's got he's, and, and he'll like make fun of them yeah so he's got like snappy you know like he's a comic he's got snap he can just roast them yeah <laughs> i like yeah. that guy's I like gonna the, roast yeah, me yeah. and beat me up yeah <laughs> and he's got better uh better post moves than pretty much everybody so he could like run like a hakeem olajuwon uh <laughs> post move summer camp passing from the pain i like It'd it be great up and under I'm gonna go he with. Could uh, teach, he could teach Jonas uh, how to be a man. <laughs> um, how to ice fish for real. Me and Jonas are gonna yeah. go. We are gonna yeah. go ice fishing. Take my Ford Ranger up. Oh yeah, buddy. Um, okay. okay, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with Will Weldon. Oh boy. He uh, he he. It's, you know, his pound the rock. It's not a rock. Okay. It's a, it's a globe. Okay? And he tells you about how climate change, it's not going to be stopped. And he tells all the players, listen, as good as you yeah. are as basketball, at basketball, as good as you may become at basketball, you're not going to be as cynical as I am about the world. So you'll never get there, okay? Yeah, so, just, so listen to what I say. And then I think they'd buy in. Just do your best. Do your best. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, just a team of nihilists. <laughs> yeah. You know, it might be a cool on-court strategy. And, you know, he knows, some, work. He knows his stuff. So, uh, but yeah, that's that's it for the pod. All uh, right. Yeah. That was thanks, awesome. Thanks for everyone for listening. Um, Ian, what do you got anything coming up uh, people need to know about? Oh, man. If anybody's listening to this t- this evening, come to Hunter Collins' uh, album release show tomorrow. Hunter Collins is a hilarious awesome. comic. He put out a sketch comedy album that's really funny. I'm on one of the sketches. It's hilarious and there's a ball bar tall boys at uh ossington and bluer coming so is come that to... june 13th yes the 13th okay, so it's june 12th yeah. today right yes yeah i po- okay, post so it tomorrow so we're gonna come post... to the show tonight tonight yeah, yeah. beautiful yeah. it's honestly gonna be a great time and hunter's one of the funniest comics in the whole country amazing yeah. he's 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 incredible he's a hilarious he's a dude. dude he yeah. got me into humber comedy i'll never forget that he's just a quality guy um graham very uh, funny what do, what, what do you got going on uh or what do you want people to know all right. Well, um, I'm going to go on a little uh, East Coast Canadian tour uh, oh, beautiful. in the nice. last two weeks of June. Uh, I'll be uh, in uh, St. John, New Brunswick, uh, headlining the Yuck Yucks out there. And then for the last weekend of June, baby, I'll be in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Nice. Also, uh, you can go to my website, comedybythegram.com for show dates if you're ever in new york city um I'm, i live in new york i'm performing uh, pretty much every day there so hit me up also also um if you have anyone in your life uh that is autistic i run the uh i host the largest uh, podcast about uh living with autism in your family it's called autastic uh you can find that on stitcher and iTunes, and nice. finally, I have a sports podcast called Friends in Sports with the oh. aforementioned Alex Pavone is my co-host, and we just run <laughs> down the uh, week in sports. It's insane. He's insane. It's a lot of fun. I do listen to it. It's very yeah. low-key. There's not a lot yeah. of bombastic uh, stuff from Pavone, right? He just keeps it, keeps it <laughs> yeah. su- keeps things subtle and quiet. Yeah. yeah. I did yeah, like, I did like his... Yeah, I did. Like, yeah, his, his, he had a huge DeRozan rant after the playoffs. It was great. Yeah, I think, oh, like, God, I, I would so assume hard. that podcast is mostly just him and Bodega's, like, quietly, calmly petting cats. Is that is that a good, is that a good descriptor? Um, but uh, he does love cats and doggies. Like, you go, look at that little doggy. You're like, you were just threatening to stab a guy in an eye. A second. <laughs> oh God. Um, well, thank you both. Uh, we yeah. covered a lot today. Yeah, great. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for listening to the podcast, everyone. Yeah, uh, thanks again. Matt's going to give you some info so you can help us out. Um, we might even be setting up a Patreon page soon. I'm yeah. saying that on the podcast yeah. so that oh, I do yeah. that. You yeah, know right. what Put I mean? the pressure on us. That's Put good. the pressure. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, guys, can I say one thing? Sure. Uh, can I pump my... my I'm, I'm, I promised myself I'd pump my social media more. Pump okay. it. Okay. You can find me at Instagram K on Instagram. And uh, Mr. Graham K on Twitter. There, I did it. I'm sorry. No, don't, don't you ever be sorry. <laughs> See you, Graham. Thanks, Thanks buddy. Good talking to you, buddy. Thanks. See you in July. Enjoy the cruise. Thanks. That was a good episode. Oh, there it is. Thanks for listening, everybody. We are on iTunes and Stitcher. If you could give us a rating, that would be great. Go to dungspodcast.com. We just wrapped season five, and we've got all our seasons on there. You can click on them. they got the NBA seasons beside them, so you know what uh, year we're talking. And uh, go back. P- apparently, people like to do that. So, uh, yeah, check out the Biombo year. That was fun. See ya. <laughs>